0: a series this February called Love Loud. Instead of us being known for those things that we stand against, I think it's okay for us to let the people, let the world know what we are against, but we've just done it in a way that is repulsive and turned those outside the church off to the church. Um, we, 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 we've been known for more what we're against than what we're for. And I love how Jesus Jesus, J- Jesus knew that I would need to have things really simple for me to get it. When he said, listen, all these things, the life that I want you to live, and and, and, and really, it all comes down to two things. Will you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? And will you love your neighbor as yourself? I love that. So we're talking about what would it look like if we put into practice what our rabbi, our leader, our Messiah called us to live out? Love. To love him with everything we have and, 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 and to love others around us just as we have been the recipients of the love demonstrated by him as well. So we've been talking about things like forgiveness. And some of us have been carrying around a, this, 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 this weight. We've been burdened by, 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 by this thing of not receiving forgiveness or, or asking someone for it. We challenge you. We, 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 we challenge you to, to, to forgive someone that's maybe wronged you so that you can be set free from, from that guilt or that that burden that you, you're bearing. Or, or, or maybe somebody wronged you and, and, and they've not come to you. Maybe you 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 going and issuing the olive branch, and say, you know what, I forgive you, and I do not want this to be something that is a wedge between us. What does scripture say in Ephesians 4? Do not let the sun go down on your anger right? We resolve those things. So we move on. We talked last week about this idea of, of honoring and, and, and submitting to, to those in authority, right? We, we, we talked about how, how God is the author of authority. He created that and he has set things in place for our good and our, our protection, and I know that sometimes we live in a day and age in which we, we feel like we're the judge and we can buck it or we can judge it or we can rebel against it. But, but, but listen, Romans 13, Paul says, God sets those authorities in place. And our role in 13, one and two is to, to submit and to honor. And we, we may not respect the person, but we should respect the position. Are you with me there today? And this, we challenge you this week to, to find somebody that's in some sort of a leadership role or an authority role in your life and, and just thank them for that. I had the opportunity to pray at the commissioner's court on Monday and, 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 and that's how I prayed. God, thank you for these men and women that, that, that are sitting on this court today. And we voted for them and we placed them there. And our role is to, to lift them up and to honor and, and to support them, right? We may not always agree with everything, right? Because in our world, everything ought to revolve around us. And everybody, if everybody just did what I wanted, man, this world would be a better place. I'm just telling you that, Bob, it'd be great, right? And that's how we think, isn't it? Shame on us. We basically said last week that if you have authority issues, you have a problem with God, right? And so honoring and submitting. So I know that this week, some of you maybe thanked a, a waitress or a server at a restaurant. Some of you maybe thanked a teacher or, or a coach. Maybe you thanked a first responder or a city official. Hey, some of you students this week, I know maybe thanked mom and dad. Would that not be a crazy thing to do? Wow. For students, to say, mom, dad, just thank you so much. You know, you guys are the bestest. I know it's not real, but that's how sometimes we talk. But, you know, thank you for who you are and what you do. Thank you for a home to live in and a bed to sleep in and food to eat. And parents, I know you received that this week, didn't you? It was awesome at your home, right? But thanking those and respecting them. Well, today I want to challenge you with something else that, that I think that all of us will be able to relate to. You know, we, we are a people that like to talk, correct? In fact, we, 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 we talk a lot, uh, we 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 talk about the weather we we we, we talk about uh, our kid and 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 hitting the, the 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 winning or scoring the winning goal or the receiving the winning pass or whatever we brag about that we 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 talk about our 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 finishing up of our scrapbooking right or we talk about ship lap and we we talk about the bass or the buck that we caught or shot we 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 do those things right we talk about all sorts of things, things that, that bring us joy, things that we're proud of, we, and we will talk for hours upon hours, and we'll keep talking. In fact, has anything good happened to you this week? If it has, you know what you did? You probably told somebody about it, right? I received a good report from a doctor, or, or hey, I had, a, I had some money come in that I wasn't expecting it, or hey, listen, thing, things were good at home. There was pe- If something good, when something good happens, you tell somebody about that, right? And then they get tired of it. Then something else happens and you just continue. I was doing some research because it's all about the research and do not shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what data supports. They tell us that the woman on average speaks about 20,000 words a day. Now I know that that's because your brain possesses, ladies, that three pound mass in your skull possesses this added protein that maybe, well, the opposite gender doesn't possess, I know, because on average, we men use 7,000 words a day. Now, I'm no mathematician, but that's almost three to one, the words that a female will use in relation to men. Now, now, now here's the reason why, ladies, I'm, I'm about to just enlighten you and share with you why that is, because what we do say as men is so important and right? There is no need for repetition. Come on, where are my brothers in the house today? <laughs> Ma'am, sit down. Ma'am, please don't leave right now. I see you back there. No, nah, I'm just kidding. We like to talk, though, don't, don't we? We talk about things that are good. We talk about things that bring us joy. We, we talk about things that get us excited a little bit, like 91 degrees one day and 50 the next. Whoa, what do you do? What do you do, Right? Let me ask you a question today. Do you ever talk about Jesus? Do, 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 do you ever talk about Jesus with maybe the same excitement or, 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 or joy that maybe you talk about that, that first buffet? <laughs> do, do you, do, do, when's the last time you were really just, you were proud of your savior that you couldn't stop telling other people about him. When, when, when you paused and you thought about the joy in your life and, and, and just what you have, when was the last time you just ranted and raved about Jesus? Are you with me today? Tell somebody, tell somebody. You know, I don't know if you read God's word. I do just to to get ready for Sundays. That's the only time I ever read it, but that's a joke. But when when you read the Bible, what you're going to find this is that people who had been with Jesus, truly been with him, couldn't stop talking about him. In fact, I remember there were some times in which Jesus even healed some people and he said, listen, I don't want you to go tell anybody what happened here. Now, we could go into that because we didn't want it to be about the miracle. We wanted it to, he wanted it to be about the one who performs the miracle. And you need to be very careful of that in our lives as well today. We, we can promote and talk about that I've been healed by this instead of talking about our healer. Anyway, but there were times in which you said, but you know what? When you read about those instances, you know what those people couldn't stop? They couldn't stop telling what Jesus had done for them. Who healed you, blind dude? Hey, leper, who, who healed you? Man, I don't know, but, but and I, I'm not supposed to tell you, but, but it's that guy right there. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed dude in a nice robe, because that's what he looks like, right? But they were told they couldn't stop. The, the, the woman at the well, we sing a song called The Well. Our band wrote it. Our worship is awesome, isn't it? And, and her response, she ran back to her village And she says, folks, listen, there's a man that I just met. I've been talking to a dude at the well. That was scandalous in the day. He knew everything about me. He knew everything about me, but yet he continued to talk and he loved me. And I want you to come and see, come and see. Do you talk about Jesus? People that have truly been in the presence of Jesus, people that have truly been touched and changed by Jesus, They tell people about that. Are you with me today? You better talk back to me today. In the book of Acts, you read about how how the followers of Jesus, these apostles, right? We know in the book of Acts, the spirits come upon them. They had been with Jesus for three years prior to, but there's something supernatural, something miraculous happens. They become spirit infused in Acts. And what you find in Acts 1 and and actually in 2 when after the Spirit comes and, and in Acts 3 and 4 and so on, what you find is you find a group of people that can't stop telling others about what they've experienced. When's the last time you've done that? When's the last time that God showed up in your life and he did something miraculous and you just say, you know what? I just have to tell somebody about it. That's what you find in the book of Acts. In, in, in Acts chapter four, you find that, that Peter heals a man, and he does it in front of the the the, the, the church officials, right in front of the uh, of where they've gathered the temple there, and then it's scandalous, and they become so irate. The captain of the of the guard and and those religious leaders, those those Sadducees, they arrest the apostles, and in Acts four two, it says they were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus, there is a resurrection of the dead. Now, we know that as we continue to read there in Acts 4, that these arrests did very little to squash those apostles and the the, the church from continuing to go and to tell others about Jesus. In fact, Peter preaches a sermon And and it says that that there were thousands added to to the church, to the movement of Jesus that day. They once again, the apostles find themselves standing in front of these religious leaders and say, guys, listen, as if imprisonment is not enough, check this out. If you continue telling people about this Jesus, listen, your life, well, it just hangs in the balance. We'll kill you. And I love Peter and the apostles response because they, 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 basically said, listen, you've told us to stop telling others about Jesus, but you men need to know something that's impossible for us. You see, they were so eat up with Jesus. They had been so radically changed and transformed that they couldn't stop telling others about him. I wonder if there's anybody in the house like that today. And in Acts chapter 4, beginning in verse 19 and 20, Peter tells him, and says, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot, say cannot, we cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. You see, these men, these apostles, the eyewitnesses, they were witness to the life, the ministry, the death, the resurrection, the ascension, the transformation That Jesus brings into someone's life. We can read about those accounts in the Bible. I don't know if you ever read it, but we read about those things. And some of us, even in this room, have been the recipients of of God in some special way. What seemed impossible, God showed up in your life and He did something impossible. That's what He does. So, some of you, I know I'm talking to somebody in this room or watching on the internet today that that used to walk in darkness, but now you're a child of the king and you walk in the light. I, I know I'm talking to somebody in this room today who felt hopeless and down and out, and you felt like life was over, but then the life giver came into you and he changed you. And he made you better shout and clap right now because that's what he does, that's what he does to someone. And I'm just wondering, have you ever told anybody what Jesus has done for you? Have you told somebody what he does? We've got to tell others, not only about the change that Jesus brings in us, but about the change he wants to bring in them as well. Because listen, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer right now or Don Downer, whatever a dude would say in that scenario. I'm not trying to be that right now, but, but here's the reality of it. Apart from Jesus, there is no hope for you. I'm talking about life here on earth as you were created to live it, life that is abundant and free and off the chain. But I'm also talking about eternity Listen, when I tell somebody about Jesus, I'm not just telling them about a great experience at the Olive Garden. I'm talking about something that is a matter of eternity. The difference in their life. That breadstick and all you can eat salad will soon fade away, but what Jesus does for someone will never pass. And I'm just wondering if you've told somebody what Jesus has done in your life. Have you told somebody about the difference he can make? see, if we care about those things that Jesus cares about, we'll, we'll, we'll respond and do those things that Jesus would do. And can I just tell you, Jesus cares about people. Why do I know that? Well, because it says in Romans chapter three, verse 23, that everyone has sinned and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. You see, we were doomed. There was no hope for us. But because Jesus cares about people and because God loves people, God doesn't send people to hell. God makes a way for people to make it to heaven. Are you with me? It's through his son, Jesus Christ. And Because they love us that much, they made a way. That you and I would now have to, have, to have to be eternally separated from a great God in heaven. That you and I can live a life here on earth full of purpose and joy and hope. And peace, yes, even despite the storms that we face. Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again, and I'm telling you, he plants in everyone who will call upon his name a life unimaginable. You may know what I'm talking about in this room. Have you told somebody what Jesus has done for you? And let me just tell you, people can't hear about Jesus unless somebody tells them about him. Romans chapter 10, beginning in verses 14 and 17, I'm not gonna read it to you, but it goes something like this. How can they hear in the one in whom they've not heard? And how can they believe in the one unless somebody tells them about him? You see, this idea of telling someone what Jesus, is important because there are people all around us and i know that we say hey listen god can do anything jason and, and and why is it why is it all about me i don't know but i'm just telling you somebody needs to hear what jesus can do in somebody's life you know i i i, I cannot recall a time in my life in which i've not heard about jesus now 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 check this out check this out i've not always been a christian Some of y'all are even questioning that right now in my life. That's all right. I've not always been a Christian. I've always gone to church. I've always heard about Jesus. I was raised in a Christian home, but those things did not make me a Christian. And I'm thankful for all those people that, that, that prior to me asking Jesus to come in my life at the age of nine years old, I am so thankful for all those people the pastors and the Sunday school teachers and everyone that worked in kids ministry that's why kids ministry is such a big deal to us because in the third grade a little boy who others had probably said there's no hope for him, he bites people (laughs) but they were faithful to continue to tell me about Jesus and I said yes to Jesus at the age of nine I'm thankful for all but God used other people to share his story to me are you with me there? What does God wanna do through you with other people? You see, there's probably someone right now that you can imagine, and somebody that you know right now that does not know your savior. And I'm just wondering if we'd be willing to go and be the one that tells the story, giving them the hope that many of us received and all of us were that way, weren't we? So Somebody told you, right? Can you think of that person right now? So Somebody took the time or maybe it was several somebodies that took the time to tell you about the difference that Jesus can make in your life. Anybody ever said yes to Jesus? Let me hear you clapping, hoot and holler right now. Aren't you? Why would we, why would we sit on that story? Why would we keep that to ourselves? If you've truly been touched, if you have truly been blown away and transformed by Jesus, why would you keep that to yourself? Listen, Jesus uses people to tell other people about him. I know he could ride it up in the sky. And he, he's God and he can do anything. But I'm just telling you, he works through us. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, we are Christ ambassadors. You know what an ambassador is? It's a representative of, it's an emissary of, it's somebody who speaks on behalf of and just models and demonstrates, right? We are his ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Hey church, check this out. The message about Jesus changes people's lives and it brings them back to God. So we cannot stop telling people about Jesus. Jesus. We must continue to tell his story. Listen, we may not be able to go into all the world, but we can go next door. You can go across the street. You can give witness to the, 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 the savior within you and a checkout line or through a drive through window. I, I'm crazy. I believe that every conversation you have with someone can be turned and shifted towards God. I really believe that. You know, whether you're sitting at, at Magiano's, come on, Shiloh, Shiloh Magiano's, right? I, I believe that. Or, or, or whether you're you're standing on a platform in front of a of, 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 of a group of. Listen, I believe that we've got to tell somebody the difference that Jesus can make in someone's life. Are you with me there? but I'm concerned because I don't know if we have that same passion that we once did to do what I just described to you. I don't, I don't know if for some of us, that same fire that used to burn within us when we said yes to Jesus or we went to that, 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 that conference or, or the Bethel concert last night in Austin. Dude, I don't know for some of us if we still possess that same fire and passion. It's kind of waned a little bit. W A N E D, S A T word. It's it's gone down a little bit. It's 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 we don't in fact I, I looked at some other statistics in relation to this. Look what I found. About half of all churches have zero ministries outside the four walls of their church. Half. It's a country club. We're gonna be content just to gather together. And dad gummit, if they want to hear the truth and they'll we don't do anything to reach out half of the churches. About 63% of elders or deacons in churches have never once led anyone to Christ. Those are the leaders in the church. They're not telling people about Jesus and the difference he can make. How shame on them. Well, let me talk to the rest of you then. Don't be casting stones and judging them. 95% of all Christians have never won a soul to Christ. Now, before you start emailing me, listen, I know it's God who saves, but you can't tell me that God don't wanna speak through you. And he doesn't want your, your, your life to be a living testimony for him. You are the incarnation of Jesus Christ. People ought to be able to look at you, Amanda, and see Jesus in you. Are you with me? We put him on display. Two percent, less than two percent are involved in evangelism in their church. Guys, these statistics and we, this is a tragic assessment of the church today. I I would say it's an indictment of the church today. And, and I don't know what causes us not to tell people about Jesus. Maybe it's a fear of what people are gonna say. Maybe it's because we live in a culture now and, and you really can't speak the truth because, man, that you can't, you're gonna offend people. Well, I'm offended that I can't speak the truth. Where do you stop? You're offended, I'm offended. Great, we have that in common. Right? Maybe we're fearful of what people are gonna say about us. Maybe just we have apathy towards other lost people. And maybe we don't give a rip like we used to. Hey, I'm saved and, and, and my destiny is set in heaven and I've got life abundant and free here on, on earth. And you know, I'm getting on up there in years and I'm just a little, I don't have the energy levels that I, that I used to. Hey, I serve my time in kids ministry. That's for someone else to do now. I'm gonna sit and soak and get old and eat peach halves and cottage cheese the rest of my life. No, you're not. You can, but I don't wanna be around people like that. I want to be around some people that are still eat up with Jesus, that are still spirit infused, that still love him, that have not forgotten that first love. They remember the day that Jesus came into their life and set them free and they want everybody to have an opportunity to do the same. That's what I want to be a part of. That's what I want to be a part of. I think that's why the Lord says in Luke chapter 10, verse two, we need to pray to the Lord who's in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into his fields. Let me ask you a question today. Are you a part of the answer to that prayer? Are you a part when our Lord says, I need more workers? Listen, lost people are not the problem. The problem are saved people because we're not getting out there and getting after it. And we're okay with the devil still stealing from us, from the father people. I'm telling you, man, one of the hardest things, hardest things I think for any pastor is is to preach a funeral for someone who did not know Jesus. I'm telling you, it's brutal. It is brutal to have to get up there. I shared with, with someone in our church that, that just recently lost a loved one and was gonna go have to speak. And here's what I told them, do not give people false hope in that service. Don't, 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 don't make things up or give them a false hope. I'm telling you, you preach salvation through Jesus and that is life eternal. And without him, and we, it's easy for me to do that, Matt, it is just to coddle people and make them hear what they wanna hear. I'm not gonna do that, but I'm telling you something else. I'm not gonna sit around and watch people continue to die without Jesus either. And I'm praying that there's some others in this church that are with a preacher today, that we're gonna run hard with the gospel. Are we a part of the answer to the question there? Will you be a part and respond to what our Savior's looking for? I'm just telling you, you are the key. You play a major role. I did some more research and, and and what were those factors? What were the major influences in people coming to know Christ and coming to the church? Listen, 2% said it was about the church advertising. 6% said what led me to Christ was, was the preacher. 6% said it was the organized programs, the, the evangelistic efforts of, of that church. But check this out 86% of people said, I came to know Christ and I got involved in the church because of a friend or a relative telling me about Jesus and inviting me to come and see. You are important, you're his ambassador, he's looking to you today to tell somebody. So what about us? What will we do? Who do we know that needs to hear about the incredible change that Jesus has made in our lives? Who is that? Who needs to hear that? Well, as you can imagine, here's the challenge this week. You don't have to accept the challenge. But here's the challenge for those of you that are serious about what we're talking about today. Will you share the difference that Jesus has made in your life with someone? And will you invite them to come and see? Hey, do you believe that the Spirit of God is doing something in this house? Why would you not invite somebody? Can I get the house lights up real quick? Yeah. We got a few empty seats here. There's still room for somebody this week. There's somebody, hey, Barbara, there's an empty seat next to you. What are you gonna do about it this week, Barbara? Hey, Billingsley, quit busting Barbara's chops. You got an empty seat too. Randall, are you seeing what I'm saying? There's one right here. I'm just telling you, if we really believe in the one that we say we believe in, that you danced with and lifted hands to, if you really believe that, why would you not tell somebody? Whew. I'm done, stand up. I can't, I can't go anymore. Hoffman, I can't go anymore, bro. I hope God's been honored. I hope he's pleased. Ron, we gotta tell somebody. If we believe it. I'm not gonna talk about the weather. I'm not talking about, i want to talk about Jesus, one who can make a difference. Ministry team, will you come join a preacher down front today? Because I believe there's someone here today that needs to say yes to Jesus for the very first time. And we wanna give you the opportunity to do that. I also believe that there's someone here today that you're just going through some junk and funk right now. And I'm telling you, it is so good to know that there are other people that will pray with us and go with us in the midst of that. So we're here and we stand ready to come alongside of you. We stand ready today to introduce you to Jesus. Hey, those of you that are watching online, maybe I'm talking to you right now. Listen, if we can pray with you about anything, just fire off and eat uh, uh, some words to us right now. We've got people that are monitored. Tell us where you're coming from. Tell us how we can pray. We'd be honored. And we're saving you a seat here. Lord Jesus, thank you for being a God that's worth talking about. Does anybody believe that? God, if we believe it, I pray that we do it. Let us not say that you're awesome and we long for the fullness of you and we raise a hallelujah to you. We can say say anything we want to, but the reality is, will we do something with what we say? Will we live it out? If we really believe that Jesus makes a difference, will we tell somebody? So Father, that's the challenge this week. We go in your power and in your strength and we ask you to do a work through us. Lord, I wanna pray for the person that's listening right now that's never said yes to Jesus. I pray that right now they would release that death grip on that chair and they would come to the front and say, you know what, I need Jesus. I need the joy that he gives, the peace that he brings. I need the hope. I want this life that I heard Jason I want Jesus in my life. That'd be a great day, wouldn't it? We go in your power and your strength and in your name.